Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are now listening to TDL on silverandblackpride.com. Everybody, we are back. It is Take Don't Lie. your favorite Raiders podcast, favorite Raiders channel, favorite Raiders everything. Uh, you know, you guys already know what to do. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Hit the like button if you like it. Hit the dislike button if you don't like it. Leave a comment if you like it and leave a comment if you dislike it. All right. Um, you know, make sure you guys go ahead and uh, check out the car facts that I just dropped too. you know, break it down. Derek Carr, uh, my man BD just did a Trayvon Merig. He got you got uh, you got uh, somebody told you how to pronounce it right, bro. Merig. Yeah. Did I pronounce it wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. pronouncing it wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's Merig. All right. I got I got to work on it. Got to work on it. it's cool man i feel like sometimes people don't even watch the video they just comment so it's it's, it's actually funny because my for his entire career i called uh yannick and gakwe yannick and gakwe and then when he came to the raiders they were like they were talking to him one of the reporters and then he was like yeah my name is pronounced yannick and i was like wow okay i've been calling this guy the wrong name his entire career you know so it's tough. It's tough to like get, you know, especially if you've been like calling someone because like when I, I discovered Trayvon Merrick when I was watching Jeff Gladney at TCU before, you know, when Trayvon Merrick was a was a sophomore. Yeah. And so I didn't know how to pronounce that name, you know, and I so I just called him Morig or whatever. So Mary. I've been calling it I've been calling him Morig for. But John Gruden pronounced his name the, the worst, though. Yeah. Did you ever notice that he would always say Maring like ing at the end? And I was like, I. I'm pretty sure it's not pronounced like that, John, but hey. Yeah. Anyways, follow us on Twitter at TMarkShawnNFL, at williams 18 And also, like you always say, you know, get you some Manscaped, guys. Discount code TDL. All right. So, you know, we're getting ready for the Broncos. You know, the Raiders coming off of, you know, an ugly game. It's ugly all around. Um, and uh, they got the Denver Broncos, who are also coming off. An ugly game, ugly all around, but they didn't lose their coach. So <laughs> that's totally different to these two teams. And, um, you know, the Raiders are going into Denver and they're going to try to, you know, bounce back. And, I mean, if they get a good win, I mean, the Chargers are playing the Ravens. You know, they're really only a game back from first place. If they can go in there and get a good win, um, they could get right back at it, right? And, you know, they're, they're taking on a Broncos team that started off 3-0. But I mean, didn't play. They played a lot of weak teams. You know, people said the Raiders played a weak team, but you know, the Denver played the Steelers, and they got the butts. They kind of got the butts handed to them, pretty much. Yes. Um, so, you know, it's going to be an interesting matchup. I think the Raiders just have to be ready to play. Uh, you know, if if they come ready to play, I, I think they have a a good chance to win this one, especially with the way uh, you know the defensives looked the last couple of weeks for Denver. Um, I mean, they haven't been as strong as they were the first three. And I'm pretty sure BD will say the same for the offense. Because, yeah, so I'm covering defense today and BD's covering offense. And I'm pretty sure he'll uh, he'll say the same about the offense. You know, before we, like, jump too far into it, you oh, know, yeah, it's um, – I think that, you know, just from what I've been studying from the Raiders defense so far, it's, like, a big improvement in terms of just getting off the field. On, yeah. 
on, you know, third downs, huge improvement. And it's just, it's really, it's really frustrating because if this is what the Raiders defense was last year for the, what the Raiders offense was to complement what the Raiders offense was last year, Raiders offense was like ball control, like put together like long drives, take a long, a long, long time off the clock. Okay. Kick a field goal. I know that the fans didn't like that, but that strategy would work great with this defense right now. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but what's happening is, I mean, and you've talked to me about it a lot online. I've seen posts about it on Twitter. You know, you just had an article come out. They're relying on big chunk plays in the passing game, and it's stalling their drives. They're yeah. going deep a lot more often. Fans say that they wanted to go deep, but look what, look what happens. You're going to get a lot more three and outs doing stuff like that, right? Um, and so I think that's something that we got we to gotta, ho- – hopefully we'll see the Raiders kind of get back to. I think that's like a great Golson staple anyways is putting together long drives. That's, that's his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so hopefully the Raiders can get back into that and just like take a whole bunch of time off the clock and, you know, capitalize when their defense does get a stop, you know, when their defense forces a three and out or, you know, forces a punt something like that, go down, at least kick a field goal, uh, take a whole bunch of time off the clock. That's what this offense needs to get back to in order to come from the defense because otherwise the defense is going to have to like turn into a, like a top five defense taking the ball away and yeah. you know getting tons of sacks tons of interceptions tons of fumble recoveries mm-hmm. in or in order for like the way that this team the way that the offense is operating right now um what do you think do you think that this defense poses uh you know a, an opportunity for the raiders to get back into that ball control mindset i think so i mean i i hope so I mean, what they're doing is not working. That's what's bothering me. And, you know, people are just ignoring it. I mean, basically what's happening is, you know, the first three weeks, everybody's excited about them being vertical. The last two losses, they just act like they aren't. And just go back, you know, I've seen stuff on all over, like, oh, maybe they'll do less short passes. I'm like, bro, they're like last in short passes. They're second to last. I posted on Twitter. You know, of course, you know, that really didn't go as much as if I would have said something negative about car, but I mean, that's just the truth. I mean, they aren't doing it. They're not throwing the ball. <laughs> All they do is throw it deep and it's killing drives. You know, Derek Carr is passing up short stuff and throwing deep and, you know, people just, you know, you, I mean, yeah, the narrative stays out there that, you know, they're, they're just throwing short or whatever, but you guys can lie to yourselves all you want. But I mean, the truth is that this is a vertical passing team and they need to calm down or they're going to keep losing because they can't score points depending on explosive plays. And, I mean, I wrote that. That's why I wrote that article, because, you know, when I wrote an article about Greg Olson and I talked about how they're relying on big plays, some dude left a comment like, I don't think they're relying on big plays. That's what I'm saying. Like, what are you guys watching sometimes? You know, <laughs> I guess that's my thing is like, what are we watching? Are we watching the game? Are we just like watching the game with like our own thought process? No matter what happens, that it doesn't matter what happens in the game. We just walk out of there with whatever that we want to think. And I think that's a problem with a lot of not just Raiders fans. I'm not just trying to get on Raiders fans, really. That's with all fans, to be honest. I mean, you, you'll see. I mean, I saw somebody get on Patrick Mahomes because he wasn't scoring enough points. You know, your stats are too good. I'm like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just don't understand the argument. Like, let's watch the game. Let's watch what's happening. And just go with what's happening in the game. Let's not leave the game with, like, our own narrative about what, what you know, we thought about the guy before. Like, you know, ignore everything. It's like the, one of the guys in the Carfax – so uh, you watched the whole video and then said that, oh, it's what I see is that car is predetermining. I'm like, bro, come on, man. Like the whole predetermined thing like that doesn't happen in, like three years. Like, I don't know. I'm just tired of like that kind of 
Discord. Let's watch. <laughs> let's watch what's going on. Let's. I mean, yeah, you, you, it's not happening anymore. Like, stop saying stuff that's not happening. You know, stop ignoring Derek Carr running around like an idiot. Like, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, he broke like three tackles against the Chargers in one play and rolled out. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's um, I think that you know the this style of offense where it's a it's a big emphasis on throwing the ball deep. Mm-hmm. I think that that could work a lot better if the run game was able to reel off like some chunk runs, you know, so it will be like, okay, we missed on first down. Let's go run it. Oh, and let's get six yards. Yeah. And now it's third and four. Right. But what's happening is they're running it and now it's third and eight, you know, so like that, it's like, it's impossible to keep, keep up with that. Like the running game is so bad. They're not going to, it's not going to help you out. It's only going to catch defense off guard. If you like barely use it and then you just kind of, you know, use it every once in a while mm-hmm. that, you know, and so if, if it is going to be a high volume passing attack, because, you know, the run game isn't very good, then a lot of that volume has to come from, like you're saying, the short stuff, it's like, it's still in that choice route when it, when it comes open. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like, shoot, spider to live banana. Who cares? Just throw it like it's good. You know, some some solid completions in the passing game yeah. that are five, six yards. It's all good. That's how you stay on schedule. <clears throat> Excuse me. So. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, why don't you just jump into the, the Broncos uh-huh. defense and show us what you think, you know, the Raiders can do there if they can, um, you know, take advantage and put together some long drives against these guys last thing i'll say before i get into the 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 broncos defense i do want to see say that i agree with you the raiders just need first downs and you're talking about third and long i I don't think always it was third and long last game i mean they had two plays on the third and two he rolled out and threw through deep to brian edwards and yeah edwards should have caught it but i mean he also could just ran for a first down and we're on schedule yeah and then the third and four the pick to zay jones i mean he had hunter renfro on a, on a quick, yeah, on a quick drag. Like, yeah, that's not sexy. It's not going to get you, you know, I don't know. It's not going to get you on, you know, the timeline and you, ha- you get you good praise on Twitter, I guess. But the Raiders just needed first downs. They, they need first downs. They need long drives and then they can start going deep again. You know, they need to make sure that they can stay on schedule. But all right. Anyways, let's get it. Jump into this Fangio defense. Let's see what you got here, man. All right. Uh, so we're going to start off here with the run defense. All right. So we got the run defense for the Broncos, which is a hit and miss. Okay. So the run defense for the Broncos is very hit and miss. All right. So some games, they're a good defense against the run. Some games they are not. So against the Steelers, they were not, but they still have some, some good players in there that can make some, uh, you know, some of the cost and penetration and they're also you know they're well coached and a lot of these guys have been in the same defense forever so you'll see them make a lot of plays in the run game you'll see it here against the ravens they do a good job the, all the linebackers stay steady fill their gaps everybody makes a play you'll see justin simmons he comes down a lot and makes a lot of plays in the run game too but however they play light in the box so if you play a lot of shotgun against them there's going to be some runs there for you, right? Especially if you do some power runs, which I expect the, the Raiders to do this week. A lot of more gap. You see duo there, um, you know, a lot, lot of duo, a lot of power, a lot of pulling. You see some counters here from the Steelers and all, all different types of runs here, right? You see du, uh, duo one more time. It's beautiful from Najee Harris and the Steelers, right? So you can run the football on this team 
but you just got to do some power stuff. I think you got to stay in shotgun, spread them out a little bit and do some power and not try to have all their linebackers in the box and try to do some you know, 22 personnel. So we got the pass rush and a blitz. So, you know, you always got your boy Von Miller, man. He's always going to be explosive off the, off the, off the edge. He doesn't have the same step that he always has, but he's going to be there almost forces a pick there for Ben. Right. And, and then, you know, it's just, they get a little bit of pressure, but most of the time guys, you know, the quarterback's just making sandwiches back there if they rush for You see, look at, he's just making sandwiches. You see sandwiches being made by Lamar Jackson. Look at this one. I mean, who they rush for? Like, I don't, Lamar Jackson has all the time in the world. You just look, he's, oh, wait, I can fake. I can. <laughs> you can't, you can't give a quarterback that much time, right? So what did the Broncos do to beat that, right? What did they do to beat that? So we're watching with the Steelers one more time. Watch this. Uh, ben Roethlisberger gets a chance to make some sandwiches here. Right. And the Steelers don't have a good line, guys. You know what I mean? So the pass rush with four is a struggle for the Broncos. So what do they do? They blitz. Right. They blitz more than they have ever before. So the last 2018, 2019, they blitzed 24 percent of the time. Now they're blitzing 34 percent of the time, which is fifth in the NFL. Right. And you see there's a stunt there with the blitz. So they do a lot of mixtures with the blitzes. They have really good blitzes, actually. Uh, you know, it makes you wonder why they didn't blitz more before. Right. So. You see how they fake 45 and then they send 30, catches you off guard, right? And then, then they send 45 and he comes on a delay blitz, right? 45, he comes on a blitz all the time. Sorry, I didn't know his name off the top of my head, guys. I guess I should research that, but I call it 45. There you go. Shelby Harris coming in there with a delay blitz. So they blitz pretty heavy, right? And you'll see one more, one more blitz right here. And they just, this time they bring everybody, right? They bring seven. Can't get that ball off quick. So, you know, Derek Carr has been really good against the Blitz. Every team has blitzed him a lot. He's made a lot of plays. So we'll see what the Broncos try to do if they try to Blitz. I mean, the Raiders might have some good chance to burn them. And then I just want to feature Justin Simmons just because he's a, he's, a, he's a dog. And he's a beast, right? You check him out, man. <laughs> He'd be running these man matches, running these cover three man match. He just He comes down. He robs everything. You see him against Mark Andrews. So he's, you're going to see him cover Dan Waller inside a lot. See him come down on Andrews again. Just look at this. This is textbook knocking that ball away, letting them know. All right. Uh, so there is times though, where you can beat Simmons, right? Especially if you have an elite tight end like Darren Waller. I mean, guys are going to get beat by elite tight ends. You know what I'm saying? That's Isaiah Oliver. So we got Mark Andrews on him. Mark Andrews on was a little cocky, putting a hand up early. I thought that was a little cocky, but he was right. <laughs> you know, but he was able to box him out there because he's just a bigger player. So sometimes when you get a good matchup, uh, with the great tight end, like you see Mark Andrews right there, but you know, Simmons is almost there, but you know, that, that was, you know, you could still win sometimes if you get a good tight end lined up against Justin Simmons, but he's going to win some too, just because he's elite. All right. And then attacking the secondary, we always talk about these guys. It's another, you know, cover three man match quarters, man match, whatever you want to call it. Right. It's another one of those teams. So I, I liked how they're attacked the last couple of weeks. All right. So you're going to see, this one, I really like this one. So this is a mesh with two verticals, all right? So we got a mesh with two verticals. And watch what this does to Justin Simmons, right? It puts Justin Simmons in a bind right here. He has to come up. And then it leaves the corner who has outside leverage one-on-one. -on -one. And Deontay Johnson just beats him. Nice throw by Ben. Touchdown. So that's a great design there, right? And then you see Mills here. Of course, Lamar Jackson has so much time. Marcus Brown beats both safeties. Great catch. 
Oh my so God. He, yeah, that was just beautiful, bro. And then <clears throat> the choice routes work against them a lot. So the Steelers won a lot of choice routes. See right here, you got choice shallow. Bam, Ben's a little late with that one, but it's on time, first down. All right. And then you got halfback choice. You got choice dragon, which the Raiders run. Halfback choice here. And what this does is because, you know, because of their rules, right, it's hard for, you know, to line up somebody. So Justin Simmons has to come down. He, he can't handle an angle route that quick, right? He's coming down. That makes it gives it easy for Najee Harris. He just cuts right back inside. So then you got the dagger concept, which I really like this one against them. And this is for people who say, look, Mar Jackson can't read the field because this is one of the only times I've seen somebody take the seam on the dagger. And that was the right decision. You All missed right. it. But, you know, just take, you know, check yourself if you say he can't read the field. All right. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I think this defense is beatable for sure. They're not as talented as I thought. I mean, I mean Sertain is young, so he, he can make some plays. But um, Ojemita on the other side, 23, I mean, he can be attacked all day. You can attack him. Uh, Ojem- Ojemodia, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ojemodia, yeah. Yeah, sure. he's – he he's been a he's been a weak link on, on that defense for a while. I'd say you know he's had a couple of good plays here and there. Yeah. But I definitely think that you know in, in comparison to everyone else, we're talking about Justin Simmons, we're talking Kareem about Patrick Sertan, current guy. Yeah, Ojemudia definitely. That's that's the target. Who's who's playing nickel for them? Do you do you remember off the top of your head? Ah, uh, I think I mean it's, I think it's Callahan's hurt right now. So oh man, I can't think of all the time who's playing nickel for them. But um, so so that's a potential. Uh, matchup too, then you know, mm-hmm. right there. So, See, a lot of teams didn't attack their nickel, though. You know, what I mean, a lot of teams that what they try to do is they try to make the safeties out of position so they can get one on ones outside, right? I mean, that's kind of what you want to do, especially with the man matches. I mean, you because what they what they do in their rotation, you can get a one on one with the safety with the slot with the slot guy. You play three, a three by one, you can get a one on one with the safety all day if you set it up correctly, right? Especially if you. Uh, mix in that post with it from the three by one, you can get that one-on-one with the safety. And, you know, that puts them in a tough position, especially if you put somebody like Henry Ruggs there, or you put somebody, you know, that, that can get some quick separation or deep separation. You can create that one-on-one. Of course you need the time, which is the, the need thing, the, time. Which is the factor behind all of beating these man match coverages. But, you know, I think the last two lines that we saw, I mean, the, the Ravens line is not that good. Either is the Steelers. And, you know, the Broncos, they struggled to generate pass rush a little bit, uh, especially with four. And they have to blitz. You know, the last two the last two teams that gave the Raiders a lot of trouble were able to rush with four. I mean, the Bears only blitzed them like six or five times. I mean, and there's a couple of creepers. So it wasn't like natural blitzes, right? There's, there's like two creepers. They only blitzed them like four times. Chargers did the same thing, right? So that's why, the, you know, the Raiders had a lot of issue, but they're facing a different team. I mean, the, the, the Broncos have to blitz. I mean, they really can't get pressure outside of that, um, you know, and, you know, they're not playing the Giants anymore week one. So they, they have to generate pressure some type of way. And I think that's going to benefit the Raiders because teams that have blitzed the Raiders a lot, the Raiders have put up a lot of points. So, and teams that don't blitz the Raiders, they don't put up a lot of points. So, yeah. I mean, maybe Fangio tries to take that strategy, but is that going to work for him? It's, it's a really interesting, it's a really interesting uh, matchup because like you're saying, first three weeks, it was a lot of blitz heavy teams and teams that played a lot of man coverage. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then and we saw the Raiders capitalize, especially in the deep passing game. Everyone was really excited when the Raiders went to, you know, uh, Staley, you know, uh, against the chargers when it went to uh, the, the bears, right. Like this, Desai, yeah, Sean Desai, all of a sudden not blitzing, 
and playing like, you know, this man match, like too high safety kind of cover seven, these cover seven looks, you know, all that stuff. Right now the Raiders had a hard time. Okay. And I think that obviously against the, against the bears, there was other things, other factors weighing in there, but Fangio, he, he comes from that same, like he, he runs the same defense as Mm -hmm. Staley and Fangio, like, or, and, and decide like, they're all his former assistants. So this is like one, two, three weeks in a row where it's like the same defense. But what you're showing is they're struggling to get a pass rush with four. So they are having to blitz. So that's going to add an interesting dynamic. I think um, that's going to be something to keep your eye on for sure. Um, but hopefully the Rays just kind of get back to their old identity, which is working for them and not have please, to just please just yeah. move the football rely 20, on that yeah. they're 21st in yards per drive this year bro like they're not moving the football so yeah. i mean they weren't moving the football the first few weeks in my opinion they were just they would just get some deep balls and they were yeah. you know throw it deep and then they would get a big chunk play then another chunk play and then another chunk play and you can't depend on chunk plays for a long period of time especially when you start playing these teams that play zone and it's, it was just, it's more just bothering me the way this you, office has been playing. You put you put the film out there; these teams are going to adjust. Yes, to that. Like it's bothering. And then you got to come. You got to come up with something else, right? And then defenses are going to adjust. And then you got to come up with something else, and defenses are going to adjust. The rate what they what the Raiders came out this year with, right? Mm-hmm. Three three uh, defenses in a row couldn't adjust, but the Chargers could, the Bears could, <laughs> Bears could. So. Now the question is when one of the Raiders going to adjust, right? So hopefully that's what we see this week. Yeah, because the Bears they just said you you don't throw short, so we're just going to drop. Yeah, and we're going to dare you to do it. And then when they had chances to throw deep, I mean they had they had somebody always over there. So I mean there's I mean it's like the the one play where Darren Waller is wide open, he runs like 29 yards, should have been like an epiphany to everything because they left Darren Waller wide open underneath. You know what I mean? Like that should that that should tell us everything about what's happening and how teams are playing them. They're playing them to stop their explosive plays, and they're keep trying to get explosive plays when they're being stopped, right? And it's that's the problem, right? And I think they have to just get back to being on schedule. That's what I'm saying. Like hit these choice routes, throw some routes to the running backs, you know, to get get some get some movement, get Waller back on choice routes. You know, Waller hasn't run a choice route since week one. That's a problem. That's a big problem. That's all he did last year. 107 catches. That's all he did. He was run choice routes. That's all him and Derek Carr did. And they never, they're never wrong. They never mess up. You know, I've been talking about Hunter Renfro messed up routes for a while. Um, And, you know, that timing is better with Waller and they got to, they got to get that going. They got to get him back into being the choice route guy. I'm sorry. Like the saints game last year, he ate There's Ravens game. He ate on choice routes. He scored a touchdown. I mean, like you could think of the the jets game last year, he had 200 yards, just running choice routes all day, you know what I mean? And different types of routes like that. So they have to get him open and have to get him going underneath. I mean, it's this deep stuff is taking him out of the game. That's kind of how I feel about it. And then teams are not even playing him anymore. They don't even care about him anymore. They're not, they're not double teaming anymore. There's no more brackets. There's no any of these any things that people think is happening. There's a bracket week one against the Ravens, and they threw to him anyways. So there's no more brackets anymore. There's nothing. Nobody's double teaming him. He's being left alone at this point now. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Throw in the ball. Gotta Throw eat. Rust Gotta eat. <laughs> Throw the rust And And really, and here's what it just comes down to me. You know, you can draw, you know, crazy plays and a great scheme and all this stuff, okay? You got a six-foot-six tight end who can run four-fours, all right? Who's guarding him? You know what I'm saying? Like, if – like, he, he, he needs to be the focus. He needs to be the focal point. Because it's like these guys don't fall on, you know, don't grow up on trees. This is incredibly unique athlete to play the tight end position, even in like the history of the league. So it, it, it doesn't make sense why, you know, he's not the focal point. And I, I feel like I sense uh, a little bit of frustration from Darren Waller, just from some yeah. of his body, body language yeah. out there. Um, I think I think that you uh, keyed me in on that anyways. All right. So let, why don't we jump over to the uh, to the. Teddy Bridgewater offense. Okay. Let's do it's it. Te- it's Teddy Bridge. It's Teddy Bridgewater, right? That's the uh, quarterback. Yeah. We're terrible today with the names, bro. Sorry. Broncos fans are gonna be so mad. Yeah. Because you know the names of the players. Yeah. Right. I'll, yeah, come on. Um We're just coaches. It, Co- coaches would say 45 too. They wouldn't say Yeah, that. I'm I'm just looking at I'm just looking at the number. I knew it was Teddy Bridgewater just when I said it. It sounded weird. Um, because he's a Broncos quarterback now. Okay, uh, so biggest thing. Biggest thing with the uh, with the Denver Broncos offense is what I'm noticing, like a lot of just first down, second down, not a lot of success, and just like drives kind of stalling um, when, especially when they go to pass on first down. Um, it's you know they have a 45.3 percent first down success rate. That's runs and passes, which is 30th in the league. Um, so they can get off schedule early okay and when i was watching this offense i wasn't like super impressed with really anything that i was seeing um and i just i just noticed that this team really struggles to like get a win on first down and so i mean that's gonna be that's gonna be crucial for the raiders to try to see if they can get them you know long in the down and distance um and because this team does like to be balanced uh the the broncos like to be balanced they like to run the ball um, and then they're going to pass to supplement it. But if you can get them kind of out of that kind of, you know, balanced mindset and get them into the third and longs, I think that this defense has a really a much greater six chance of success uh, because their third third and long success rate for the Broncos is ranked 21st in the league. They only convert 29.2% of their third and longs. Um, you know, every once in a while, it's going to happen. You know, Teddy Bridgewater, he's, you know, a starter in the NFL for a reason because he's efficient, mm-hmm. right? He's going to make a good read. He's going to protect the ball. It's not going to be spectacular to watch ever from Teddy Bridgewater, right? But, you know, he, he's going to make good decisions out there. He's, he's going to keep the he, – he's going to do his best to keep the offense, ahead, you know, ahead of schedule, you know. Yeah. But uh, there's just like – if it's drops – if it's, you know, um, guys just not coming down with catches in tight windows or if it's just like the first and second reads are taken away and Teddy Bridgewater has to like now, you know, get to, you know, late, in, <clears throat> sorry, late in the progression, find someone 
you know, that's when this team struggles a little bit. So I thought that that was interesting. The other thing is that I was watching first thing that I noticed, I was like, okay, this offensive line, I think it could be a little suspect. And, and I've heard mixed reviews from their tackles. Bobby mm-hmm. Massey is the right tackle. Garrett Bowles is the left tackle. And I, when I watched them, especially against Pittsburgh, those guys did not look good. Okay. They really struggled in, in my opinion, uh, whether it was like power rushes, okay. Or whether it was like a speed rush, they were kind of getting their butts whooped a little bit. I think Teddy Bridgewater is a little bit, you know, he's a mobile guy. Yeah. He can move around. So he wasn't, um, you know, he, he was able to, you know, help himself out and make some plays, even though that the, the pass uh, protection was kind of suspect, in my opinion. Lloyd Cushenberry, though, that guy's good. Yeah. The center. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that's a legit center in the NFL, especially after watching all these Andre James cut ups. Oh, my God. Uh, Lloyd Cushenberry for the like there. Uh, There's a couple plays he was going. Uh, head-to-head against Cameron Hayward, holding his own against Cameron Hayward. Um, you know, he's – he's he and even when he's in his pass protection, like, he's got great footwork. He's, like, delivering blows, delivering shots to help out his guards. Lloyd Cushenberry, he's really good. But I think that ex- exterior of this offensive line is uh, – I think that that's really the big, the biggest area of struggle for them in terms of blocking. So, Garrett Rolls, Bobby Massey, hopefully our edge rushers – Yannick and Gakwe, Max Cross, we can just get after these guys and, you know, make it a tough day um, for sure. So uh, the next thing I want to talk about is their their run game. Okay. They they like to run the ball. Okay. Melvin Gordon and now Javante Williams. Unfortunately, Broncos have Javante Williams. I think he's going to be a really good back in the NFL for a long time. Yeah. Okay. These guys have been able to take advantage, have some big, huge runs so far this year. Um, and I think that that is honestly skewing what, how good this offense looks statistically. Um, because if you take those, uh, these big chunk runs out from these backs, you know, like this is probably like a bottom five offense in the NFL, if we're being completely honest, or at least bottom 10. Mm-hmm. But some of these huge runs that they get um, and some just really good looking runs from both these running backs really is something that is helping this offense out. I don't, is Melvin Gordon hurt? Do you know? He's questionable. It's questionable, but Javante Williams, I mean, there's no, there's no step down there. You know, it just comes down to how many times Javante Williams is going to be able to handle, you know, toting the rock and he's young, he's got fresh legs in the NFL. So he probably will be fine having the ball, you know, carrying the ball 25, 30 times, maybe. So uh, I think that those guys are going to be dangerous to where you just got to step up their run defense. We've seen the Raiders run defense struggle recently. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there's like, it'll be like, you know, they'll get a stop. Right. They'll tackle, you know, these guys short to gain on first down, you know, or second down. But then like a couple of drives later, it'll be like a 20 yard run. Mm-hmm. And so it makes it look like the run defense isn't like performing as well as it should. But the Raiders defense, like they got like, you know, the way the run defense works, one link in the chain breaks. And all of a sudden it looks like you got a, a terrible run defense, even though it's just one guy not, you know, like not winning. Right. Yeah. And I think that just like how not great this team is rushing like throwing the ball you don't need to sell out to pass, like for the pass rush like that's probably doesn't need to be like okay we're not sacrificing our pass rush for run defense here yeah you can do that a little bit this game i think i don't I, you know i don't think that teddy bridgewater is going to sit back there you know um and start throwing you know 50 yard bombs if you're not rushing you know like it's mm-hmm. not 
it's not crucial uh, that they get like tons of pressure, especially with how, um, you know, these, these tackles aren't really great. I think that the interior guys can just kind of focus on stopping the run and that's going to help this defense out. Uh, so, yeah. And then, um, you know, some, some of the guys that they got, you know, uh, Jerry Judy, you know, he's always going to be dangerous. He's going to get some, he's He has good track record against the Raiders. Yeah. He's you know? out though. He's out. Okay. Uh, and, and Cortland Sutton's out too, right? I don't think so. I, think I, th- so. I, I thought it was Cortland Sutton that was out. No, that's Jerry. Oh, okay. Jerry, no, Judy? Jerry okay. Judy and KJ Hammer are out. Okay. So shoot. Yeah. You got to stop the run. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's part of the reason why the Broncos struggle a little bit because they, uh, they lost those two guys, but yeah. Um, so, okay. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. Got to stop the run. Uh, I haven't heard, seen anything except negative reviews from Cortland Sutton so far this year. And, uh, you know, when I'm watching it, I'm not seeing anything that he's doing that's popping off the tape, honestly. So uh, I'm not too worried about there. Hopefully the Raiders don't allow Cortland Sutton to have like a breakout back, back to health game, you know, kind of thing, but it's definitely going to come down to stopping the one against it in this one. Okay. Yeah. I mean, to Teddy Bridgewater, uh, I mean, he's got to play like cars. Like, they, they're just throwing deep all the time. Uh, he's, he's, like, really high on deep, high, deep passing percentage. Um, but, you know, so that's why they were balling early on. They had KJ Hamler and those guys are able to get deep. And uh, But now it's just down to, like, Court and Sutton and Tim Fitzpatrick and, like, you know, Kendall Hilton and those type of dudes. So it's not the same wide receivers uh, corpse either. So – We'll see how that goes, but your Javante Williams is still a beast. They got to attack it. They got to worry about tackling this week. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. He will not go down easy. He's you're gonna they're, they're gonna be a little sore after this week. So I hope the linebackers are ready. I know Denzel Perryman and Abram will be ready for it, but the rest of the dudes they got they got to be ready for it. They got to you know ready. you know who he looks like right now Ooh. when I'm watching him. He looks like Josh Jacobs is right here. Yeah, that's that's what that was my cop bro for him. I thought he was Josh Jacobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think he's he got caught from behind on a big long run that probably like hurt his hurt his pride a little bit, you know. Yeah. So he doesn't have like crazy wheels or anything, but it's just mm-hmm. burst and just violence, and you know you got you got to bring it, and you and you got to bring multiple friends to the party to tackle yeah. this guy. Yeah, he's he, um, he's not going down. Those are plagues the Ravens like drags three guys. It's crazy. Yeah. So. But I think the Raiders have done a good job of rallying to the football and like just like their game tackling, you know, like that ha- that has been a good thing. I think it's you know there's just certain things where it's just like okay, they're gonna line up like this with the formation of the boundary. They're gonna start shifting guys over and like a bunch of motions and you know one one time one of those plays someone's not gonna be in the right spot, you know, sh- adjusting to what the offense's you know formation keeps on shifting to, and you know like a, a run play happens, you know because of that. So. I wouldn't be surprised if we see like tons of motion from the Broncos offense, tons of tons of shifts just so that they can start confusing these guys and continue to run the ball against them because it's going to be a cat and mouse game in the trenches fitting the run for Gus Bradley going up against this offense. That's what it's going to be about. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not really concerned about the pass game hurting them, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, the, the Raiders have been pretty good against the pass this year. So, um, We'll see how that goes going forward, that, but it's it's, it's going to be a. I mean, the Raiders got to come to play, man. That's just, that's the thing to me. They got to come to play. Doesn't matter the strategy or whatever. They haven't really showed up the last couple of weeks. Um, so especially offense, you know, and they definitely didn't show up last week. So yeah. they got to show up this week. And I think they will. You know, I, I was thinking in my head, you know, when um, Dennis Allen got fired, right? And I mean that team was terrible, and they went they were playing like a 
like a, like a really good Chargers team they were going to play the, the next week. I don't know if their Chargers were good. Don't quote me. But the Chargers were better than the Raiders. The Raiders weren't supposed to beat them. And then they almost did. I mean, they played like one of the probably the best games of the season. And like Derek Carr, like, like a breakout game with you four touchdowns. Um, so I think with the new coach, I think that first game is always like live for for a team. Um, and, you know, that that Raiders game in uh, 2014 was this the example because, you know, they came out there and they almost beat the Chargers team. They almost, you know, stole a win. I mean, <laughs> they you know, lost like every game after that, but, uh, but, but that's, that's, that's what I mean. Like, so I think this game, you know, I, I like the stuff that Rich is saying. I like his analytical, I like the stuff that he's saying about analytics. I love that answer. I love that answer he had about analytics where he's talking about how, you know, he has the guy in the booth and they're going to think together and they're going to make the right decision. And he's not going to just go off his heart or his mind. Um, I really like that. His, his thought process on that. Um, and on analytics and, and, and different things he was talking about his press conference. You just have to catch it because, you know, Raiders need to ask stupid ass questions. So you have to catch the, the two guys, two or three guys who ask good questions in there and his answers because, you know, more similar. Like, so what do you think about the Vegas weather, Rich? Yeah, you know, the, so, re- the rest of them are like, you're, it's the first time you're a head coach. What are the emotions that go into that? Like, come on, guys. <laughs> like some, some dude asked him, like, so Stop since, asking that. Since, since you like kicking, are you just going to kick field goals instead of going for it? And he was like, what? What are you asking? <laughs> like, like you like kickers. So you're going to kick field goals, right? And he was like, no, I'm going to listen to Tim. And he's ready to talk analytics. He's like, because I do special teams. And that's what we do in special teams is analytics. Yeah. And so I'm an analytical. That's basically what he told you. He's an analytical guy. And he's into analytics. And him and Tim are going to talk analytics to the booth and decide what to do on fourth down. That's, that's all you want to hear, guys. I'm sold. Yes. I'm sold. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sold. But it does come down to getting that right play in. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and executing that. So the decision, great. We'll see what the, the scheme of the, the design looks design, like. Yeah. Hopefully they'll like, line up in 22 personnel with Alec Ingo back there and Derek Carr in the center. And everybody's like, zone lead. <laughs> if they line up in 22 personnel, Derek Carr needs to motion out wide. Okay. And then Wildcat quarterback with Alec Ingold, you know, handing off a sweep to, you know, Kenyon Drake or something like that. That's what it needs to be. I don't, it, I don't want to see any of these zone leads on third and two. No, I'm done with those. Or four, uh, fourth uh, and two, yeah. <laughs> when they did the uh, the inside zone read with Carr, man, that was a crazy play by Rokon Smith. I, I felt so bad for Carr there because Rokon Smith went he he went to his gap, which is the, like I think he was like the opposite a gap. He went that was his gap. But he saw the play and just got there. <laughs> Derek was like caught off guard. He didn't do it. That was a crazy play by Smith. But you know, like I, they got to, they got to do some other things. They got to mix it up a little bit. Um, do we have any uh, update on Carr's neck? No, they haven't said anything about his neck. No, I thought he broke his neck. He did. <laughs> he got fucked up. How's that on a penalty? I I mean, it, it's a, he, he's a runner. You can't you can't you can't he's a you can't help. No, you can't helmet to helmet a runner. You can't helmet to helmet a quarterback either. Yeah, but once he becomes a runner, you can. Uh, I don't believe that, bro. Tom Brady's getting flagged. Doc. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure, hundred percent, hundred percent. Getting knocked out a quarterback. Also, like that, bro? Tom, Tom Brady would never. He, uh, if I don't care who his offensive coordinator is, if they said, "Okay, we're running a zone read," he's checking out of that play. Okay, or he's just handing it off. He's not going to actually take it. Oh, uh, I'm not sure about the sneak. No, the sneak is where I thought that was like you can't hit a quarterback like that, bro. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can't. You can't do that. 
But he, Derek Carr's been getting creamed all year. I, I don't, he has, he has, I don't think he's got a roughing passer all year. He's been getting creamed all year. I don't get it. So, but yep. Maybe, well, maybe Gruden's right. gone. They like Rich. Maybe we we'll get some. We we'll get some penalties this week. We'll, get, we'll see. You got see. Rich has to go schmooze these these refs early. Yeah. Yeah. As soon Special as the game starts. Yeah. You know, maybe Roger Goodell's like, hey, we like Rich. You know, we like Mac Mayock. Yeah. Work for the network. They're in charge now. Uh, yeah. Let's let's lay off. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think they got a call all year. Bro. <laughs> like Eddie Jackson literally held Brian Edwards by his arms. <laughs> like. Like Brian Edwards was like this, <laughs> had to like get him off, and it was like incomplete. And then Derek Carr is going virals because he missed it. <laughs> Eddie Jackson literally held him. Yeah, yeah, Bro, um, yeah. I I, I, I I can't take it anymore. So hopefully, hopefully the NFL is like you know you got some good guys in there now. You ain't got crazy John who's you know talking crap about Roger Goodell. So. It's tough. It's tough to play against the refs. You know, you 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 always lose that one, right? If you're playing against the refs. Yeah, uh, well, okay. Well, that's Anyways. it. That's it from us, guys. We appreciate everyone for tuning in to Taped On Live podcast. You know, we're doing our little preview of the Denver Broncos game. It's a big one. You know, Rich Versace is now the head coach. We just got, you know, some some questions that they got to answer, you know, going into this one. So it's going to be a fun one. We appreciate everyone for tuning in. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at myself at BDWilliams18, Marcus at the Mark John NFL. Also, make sure. Okay, if you're struggling, you're, you got you got to get some gifts for someone. The holiday season is coming up. Okay, usually discount code TDL at Manscaped. Okay, for your brothers, your uncles, your dad. Okay, shoot, you could use this. You know, a, a lady could use the Manscaped as well. Okay, it's a really high quality trimmer. Okay, they have uh, they have body wash now. They have some things that uh, are new on their site that you can use the discount code TDL to get twenty percent off plus free shipping at Manscaped. Uh, so make sure you hit that up every time a TD every time the TDL code is used. Okay, we get positive analytics and it kind of helps our relationship out with uh, with them and it helps you know sponsor this channel. So we appreciate that. Uh, that's it, Raider Nation. Anything else, Marcus? Nah, man, I'm good. Peace out. All right, we out. All right.